Okay, let's start Parshas Kisetze, Tavshin Pei Beis, as we uh, continue in uh, Chodesh Elul here, the last month of, of 5782, and we start off the Parsha with the most mitzvos, Parshas Kisetze, chock full, what do, we, what do we talk about, what do we not talk about, so many mitzvos, and we start off with the first mitzvah in the Parsha, maybe the most unusual mitzvah in the Parsha, and that is uh, Yifas Tor. The sugya of Yifas Torah. The pasuk tells us, When you go into battle, as we know, all a number of these um, sugyas, the mitzvahs at the end of last week's parsha, is all about uh, milchama, the mashuach milchama, the the kohen gadol who gives a pep talk, the kohen gadol who, who allows the people to go back um, if they had uh, planted a vineyard or just got married. Um, and then in the middle, we had Eglah Rufa, that we spoke a little bit about last week. And then we have this unusual mitzvah of Yifas Torah. One sees a beautiful woman in the battlefield. And uh, there's a desire, and one wants to take her for a wife. What exactly and how the process uh, goes, when does he actually marry her or not, is a machlokas between Rashi and Tosfas in Meseches Kiddushin. But we have the whole process delineated by the Torah and expanded upon by, by Chazal. Rashi quotes, Chazal, V'lakachta l'cha li'isha, lo dibra Torah, ela k'neged yetzahara. The Torah speaks to the yetzahara here, as if acknowledging that there's going to be a lapse, acknowledging there's going to be a weakness in uh, the ability to for the man to cope. Shemena HaKadosh Baruch Hu matira If Hashem doesn't allow this, he's going to marry her anyway. So he might as well make it mutter. Might as well make it aloud, and in that way he won't be violating. Avalim nasa sofa liosona. But you should know if he, you know, does actually marry her, it's not going to work out. And maybe it'll lead to a ben Mora, and then it'll lead to Hulu, as as Chazal tell us. If you look in source number one, if you look in the Vehisalakti Besochachem or Blumenzweig from the Rosh Hashiva of former Rosh Hashiva of of Yerucham, see, so he has a fascinating ha'ara here. Relating to this Chazal, which could be up there in the most unusual and unexpected Chazals that we would ever um, come across. Right? This Chazal is depressing. This Chazal is upsetting. Like, like the Torah is acknowledging that. Uh, we can't handle things. The Torah is acknowledging that it's hard for us. Okay, we know that, but you know, is the um, the Torah is 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 the expectations are so low? Right, we would have expected that the heavenly Torah tatzig es We would have the ideal framework. We would have the uh, what we're supposed to strive for. Achlafeta, all of a sudden, right? We have mitzvahs, we have chazals that talk about the uh, the idealistic and the potential of man, and all of a sudden we have this chazal. Dibra Torah connected Yitzhahara. Umegala Torah mispasheres kaviyachol. It's as if the Torah is kind of giving in. The Torah is is uh, just recognizing that you know the frailties. Nidme ki'iluhi nechnaas lechol shasa adam. It appears as if the Torah somewhat lowers itself based on the weaknesses of man. Usually the Torah says, okay, how do we fix something? How do we uh, strive? How do we perfect? 
And here the Torah is saying, well, you're deep in the mud and the Torah is going down with you. So how are we supposed to understand? What's the message? What's the message? So we've spoken in the past, one of the Bali Musr, I forgot which one, maybe Rabbi Chesko Levenstein, I don't remember which one it was, we spoke about, well, maybe we could get Chizuk from this Chazal. Because this is the only place where Chazal says such a thing. So we should say, this is the only place where the Torah doesn't believe in us. And every other place the Torah believes in us, that we could do it. Okay, but if Lumazbaik is bothered, but even here, why should the Torah ever not believe in man? So what's the message? And then he even quotes, we spoke about this in many Daf uh, Shiurim and other Shiurim, there's a discussion in Parshanim, Im Yecholim Lios Isurim Batorah, Shekol Mahutam Hisyag. Is it possible to have something called a Syag Daraisa? Rabbi Yosef Engel has a whole article about this, where the Torah says A is going to be Asur because of B. Right? There are many examples of this. The Ron says, the Torah says you're not allowed to have chametz in your house, mida oraisa, because the Torah doesn't want you to come eat the chametz. Right? The Kesavisha says you're not allowed to cook basar b'chalav together because the Torah doesn't want you to come eat basar b'chalav. Right? Many, many examples. But that concept, the concept that there will be a siyag da reflects that the Torah recognizing that recognizes that we might slip up and we need guards and we're frail and we're susceptible to mistakes. Usually the rabbis, the rabban are the ones that are supposed to make the defenses and the xeras. We would expect the Torah just to give us the ultimate ideal man. And that is why some are not so comfortable with this idea. But again, it also reflects this idea that the Torah is somewhat mispasheres, the Torah lowers itself, the Torah gives in, the Torah isn't as medactic. Is that how we're supposed to understand this? So it says Rav Lubin, it's beautiful. No. The Torah is not sacrificing on its own rules, so to speak. Right, Chazal already tell us that it's not a good idea, Yifas Torah. Not a good idea, right? The Rashi that we didn't continue reading, but we just read, if the Torah, and you marry her, but if you marry, you should know it's probably going to, you're going to end up hating her. That's where these parashas are all put together. So it's clear in Chazal, and if you read between the lines, of Torah Shebechsav, that this is not something that the Torah encourages, or wants, or dreams of. There are some actions that the Torah does not explicitly forbid. But you have to read between the lines. Not everything allowed is ideal, or is even acceptable. It might not be forbidden. Al Maisim Ka'ela, right? He quotes what the Ramban made famous at the beginning of Kedoshim, Novel Bershus HaTorah, a disgusting person with the license of the Torah. B'mikra Hanido, like in our case, Nireh. Shahanidrash Meha Adam Afilu Yoser. Right? It's not just figure out what the Torah wouldn't want you to do. Even where the Torah says it's mutter, that doesn't mean the Torah wants you to do it. It's clear, if you read the Torah carefully, 
It's not what the Torah wants you to do. So then what's the message? Why does the Torah allow it? It's not because, as we formulated in the question, that, you know what, what can we do? Man is frail, we're susceptible to Averis. The Torah acknowledges that. But the Torah has this delicate balance of spiritual idealism and realism. Both together. And that's not something that other religions might have. Because other religions have spiritual idealism and they deny the, the spiritual idealism, but they deny the realism and therefore you basically have to reject life. And you have to reject um, all situations of sin. Where else would you have a, a chazal like the Gemara says in, in Yuma, b'makam shabali tshuva omdim in a place where a balchuva stands, uh, a tzaddik won't be able to stand? Wow. Recognizing the reality, but bringing man up with the reality and the idealism. Why does the Torah demand to read between the lines? Why doesn't the Torah say, this is what you have to do, this is what you're not allowed to do? So Nira, he says, and Parshas Yifas Toar is the most graphic example of this. Ki Parshas Yifas Toar nechsafim shnei yisodos. Ha'echad, right, shalakichas ha'isha inena ma'asa ratsui. Right, it's not appropriate. Ulashem avanazu yesh lahakshiv lizboni mipsukim lomkad. Why is Ben Soramora right next to here? Why is a hated wife right next to here? I'm in source number two. Amira no sefes, sha'atora mitchasheves lachadchilo, the Torah has this idealism, but recognizes difficult situations. Not because the Torah is giving in, but the Torah acknowledges. The Torah recognizes. And there are many chazals. Right, the Gemara in, in Beis Adaf Lamed. Right? Better not to tell somebody something if you know they're not going to listen. Right? So is that saying, you know, man is so, sometimes, you know, it's, we're challenging. We are Kshayorif, people, Jews. But we have to recognize the Torah has to be read on both levels. And if you read between the lines, the Torah is, is ideal. The Torah is shooting for the stars. The Torah doesn't say anything here about Yafas Torah being a good idea. And Yafas Torah being Something that um, is allowed and more than allowed. No. There are opposite views that various other religions have. Some celebrate the physical because that's what we're about. We're physical beings. We share a lot with the animals. Remember the uh, the most one of the most more well known avodah discussed in the Gemara Baal Pa'or, that celebrates the connection and the parallel between humans and animals, right? How do you serve the, the, the how do you serve the avodah You relieve yourself. It's just like the most animalistic thing that we do. We're noted towards chumri uh, and mundane. That's what we do. And the other luumat gishazu, the opposite is no. Line seventeen. There's spiritual idealism, so reject the world. And the Torah says no. In the middle. 
Tachlis Torah olam. The Torah is realistic, but the Torah says, I believe in you. This is mutter, but I expect more of you. I expect you not. And this is the balance that the Torah has. And again, it's reflected um, in many different areas. Many different halachos reflect the idealism of man and the uh, realism, the idealism of the Torah and the realism of the Torah. We mentioned a number of years ago. Actually, on this week's parsha, Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, right? Kisivna bayis chadash. When you build a new house, so he wrote there in the Divrei Eliyahu, I think I don't remember what year it was, but we have to build houses. We have to have dreams of building very tall houses, <coughs> high, but we have to put a fence on the house. We have to be, we have to have realistic dreams and goals, and don't go overboard, and don't build it without a fence that one might fall off. So it's the same idea, the balance of shooting for the stars, but also being realistic, that is what, that is what is re- reflected. He says, this is even, what, turning the page, this is even reflected maybe in a more Kabbalistic idea that he calls the Bir Hanitzotzos, that we go down into the mundane, into the Chomri in order to uplift the sparks of, of, um, <coughs> of Kedusha that exists in all areas of the world. But that's what Parshas Yifas Toar uh, reflects, right? And the last paragraph, again, to sum up, we have to know the ideal. The MS will appear. There shouldn't be. But the Torah does not um, look away from the from the physical. Hashem, the Torah is involved in every aspect of our life, and Hashem, right? It's pointed out by some of the the commentaries. Uh, on the Siddur, right? in Asher Yatsar, which is all about the most physical part of our lives, what makes us not be angels, right? because remember the man, the man, there was no waste. Man is called uh, angel food. There was no waste from the man. So that's angelic. So Asher Yatsar, and only there we say, Galui v'yadua v'odecha. It's known in front of the Kisya Kavit. That's an unusual, not common phrase. So in front of the Kisya Kavit, Hashem is worried about my orifices and my nostrils and, and everything about my body. Yes, because there's a connection. And that's the same, similar type of idea. But that gets us, that gets us into tonight with Yifas Toar related to the other, um, other parashios as well. Okay, moving right along. Again, there's so many mitzvahs. Let's talk about another one of the well-known mitzvos, and that is Shiluach HaKan. Shiluach HaKan, as we continue in Perach Beis, Pasik Vav and Zion, Ki Yikare Kan Lefanecha, when you happen upon, Ki Yikare, right, the Rashbam says, you don't have it in front of you, Al Derech Mikre, what does that mean? Maybe it doesn't apply if it's in your property. Ki Yikare Kan Lefanecha, when you have a, a bird's nest, Baderach, Baderach, little chicks or eggs, and you have a mother. Don't take the mother. Send away the mother, and then v'sabanim tikach lach. Shaleach to shalach esaim v'sabanim tikach lach. Says the Mishnah in Maseches Brachas, one is not allowed to say that shiluach hakan is about the rachmanus. On the bird. 
Right? The Mishnah says in the sort according to the beginning of source number four, on the top left, Ha'omer Akansipar Yagiyo Rachamecha, Modim Modim Mishaskinoso. First one is us. If you say, on Kansipar, on the birds, your Rachamim is there. Your Rachamim is there. Why? Because you don't want to take the, the eggs or the little chicks when the mother's there, so you shoo the mother away, and then you take the chicks. So, if somebody says that's the mitzvah, that's the essence of the mitzvah, Mishaskinoso, we quiet him. The Gemara says, "Shaosa midosa shel Hakadosh Baruch Hu Rachamim ve'Einon Alexeris Melech Alavadav." It's a it's a it's a mitzvah. Don't give Tommy mitzvahs. Don't say it's all about Rachamim. No, the Mishnah says a mitzvah is a mitzvah, and don't say that's the essence of the mitzvah. Okay, Mishnah Daflamagim. The problem is that there's much evidence that it is about Rachamim. Look at the Ramban on the parsha. The Ramban, you don't have it in front of you, but the Ramban talks all about Rachamim. The Ramban says, let me just read you one line for the beginning, it's a big piece in the Ramban. The Ramban says that, Gamzu mitzvah muvu eres, min oso ve'esbeno. It's similar to not shechting a mother and offspring on the same day. Levilti hayoslanu lev achzari v'lona rachim. To teach us Rachmanus. And it's even in the Midrashim, says the Zara Shimshon in source number four. Kasha. Tamrina Bemedrish Parshazu. Kishem Shenismali Akarishbarakul Rachmim Ala Bahema. Kachnismali Rachmim Ala Ophos. Minayin Shenemaki Karikansipar. So it is about Rachmanis. Mikan Nira Bibiru Shikara Tam Kansipar Mishum Rachamim. So is it about Rachamim or is it not about Rachamim? Point number one. Point number two, says the Zerah Shimshon, oh, there's another, that same Medrash in the end of Dvarim. Yish mitzvah samatan kavod, v'yish matan osher, yish matan right? And various mitzvahs have different schar. Most of the mitzvahs don't have schar written in the Torah, what the schar is. A few of them have arichas yamim. But the Medrash picks up on a, a drush, it's not the Pashib shot, of this mitzvah. Uma matan shal mitzvah zu, a skula, sort of the mitzvah, is a skula for children. Because what does it say? Right, send away the mother and take the kids. Ask the Zerah Shimshon, who only had one child, and the child predeceased the Zerah Shimshon. Ma inyan schar zeh shalabanim in mitzvah What's the midah kenegad midah? What's the connection? Why dafka this mitzvah is there? Is there children? So again, is it rachmanis? Is it not rachmanis? Question one and question two. Why is the schar children for this for this mitzvah? Says the Zerah Shimshon. I don't think we ever quoted him yet. In uh, I think once we did. This is the second time. We didn't quote from the, the Hebrew. Achzei yuvan bepshitus b'maydeisa another medrash. Shiluach Akan is Gizchus to, to allow me to see Melech HaMashiach. Shekosav Bo Shiluach. Hinei Anochi Sholeach Lachem Es Elio Anavi. Gzira Shava. Sholeach Lachem Es Elio Anavi. Sholeach Tashalach Es Aim. Okay, says the Zereshim Shona. I'm going to see Mashiach. Ah, the Gemara says that Mashiach's not coming until every last child that is supposed to be born is born. There's a place called Guf, where all the Neshamas come from, and Mashiach's only coming once every child is born. That's why every child, the Jewish child that's born, 
is one step closer to Mashiach. So if Shiluach Akan is all has a skula to see Mashiach, then it's a skula for children. Because children have to be born before Mashiach comes. So he will be Zoche. They will be Zoche to children. So we explain how it is, why children, because you gotta have the children before Mashiach. But go back a step. Is there a connection between this mitzvah and Mashiach? Like what is, it's indirect to the children. But that's fine. You have a Jewish in the positive. But I still have a question. Says the Zerashimshon. So he quotes a Zohar. This is a Zohar that Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar and other Mepharshim on Shiloh HaKan quote this Kabbalistic. I guess it's redundant to say the Kabbalistic Zohar. By sending away the mother bird, he holeches vidoeges umitztaeres alkina v'albanea. She doesn't want to leave her her her, her uh, chicks. When the mother bird leaves the chicks, she's upset. She's in pain. She feels alone. V'holeches na'a v'nada v'rotzelarugatas. But she's so upset. She's going back and forth. She doesn't know what to do and she cries out to the creator of the world. And by crying out to the, so to speak, the power over the birds or the hashkach, it goes all the way up to HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch hears a mother that was taken from her children and that's Memale Rachmanus and Akadish Baruchu for his children that he's been taken away from, that he himself separated himself from. If I'm gonna have Rachmanus on these on the children of these birds, I shouldn't have Rachmanus on my own children. as it says in the beginning of Brachas. The mother bird goes, goes and cries to be with her children, with her offspring. Hashem says, I want to be with my children. I want to be with my offspring and that's one step closer to Melech HaMashiach. So the schus for children is because of Mashiach. The schus for Mashiach is because the mother goes. But if you think about it, how do we start off by saying, what do you mean? It's Rachmanus. You don't want the mother bird? Isn't that? Says the... Zerashimshon, it's a little of both. One can't say that it's pure Rachmanus, because then you're missing this whole element of Yimosa Mashiach. And children, it starts off as Achzarius, and it leads to Rachmanus. Putting all these Midrashim together. Va'onim Seinolamedim on the right side, Beteretz HaMedrash HaRishon, Dinachinami, Sheba Mitzvah Zu Yishba Midas Rachamim. This is not just about Rachmanus. The Rachmanim comes after. Hashem is filled with Rachmanim. It starts off with Achzarius. And she cries. So this puts it all together. Again, there's a big discussion in Halacha. 
you know, to do Shiloh HaKan if I don't want the eggs, but many, many look forward to doing it because of the schoolists of the mitzvah. And this is, again, we do mitzvahs because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to do mitzvahs, uh, but ultimately there are messages that we can have uh, behind the scenes as well. Okay. A thought that we've quoted in the, um, in the past, but just we'll add on one part to it. Look later on in the parsha. The Torah has many laws about who you're allowed to marry, who you're not allowed to marry in this parsha. Right? Which nations? We have types of people. We have Mamzer, Petzuadaka, Kurshavcha, but we also have nations. Lo Yavo Amoni Umoavi Bikal Hashem. The male Amon and Moav, the males are on a Moav, are not allowed in. Gamdar Asiri, Lo Yavo Lem Bikal Hashem, Olam. Not even the 10th generation. Right? Amon and Moav are not allowed, not allowed in. Later on, the Torah talks about Mitzri and Adomi. And the Torah says, only up to the third generation. After that, meaning they could each marry Mitzri converts with each other. And once you get to the third generation, then they can marry um, Jews from birth. So Ammon and Moab are the most rejected. The most rejected out of, out of any. And the Torah tells us why. Because they did not give you basic necessities when you went out of Mitzrayim. They didn't bring you bread and water. And also they hired Bilam to curse you, as if that's an afterthought. So the Mepharshim point out, the, the, first, the first reason given is a lack of bringing you lechem and mayim. And as the Ramban emphasizes, or even before we get to the Ramban, as Rashi emphasizes later on, the Mitzrayim, yeah, I know they threw your babies into the river, but you know what? They gave you a place to live for a couple hundred years. That's a very surprising Rashi. Our whole Shabbos, like although Joshua last year was about that, but says the says Rashi, Afa bishazarku zecharechem liyar matam shayelam achsanya b'shasatchak. Maybe just at the beginning when there was a famine. But the Ramban emphasizes here, if you look in the Yam Simcha, source 5, says the Yam Simcha, is a Rav from Lakewood, Rabbi Fried, V'ayin Ramban Khan, says the Ramban, he quotes the Ramban on line 20, V'anira Eli, ki akosav hirchuk shnei achim ha'ele, she'igmuli chesed me'avraham, she'hitzalavim v'imam menacher, remember, Amun and Moab come from Lot, Avram Avinu saved Lot. These nations only exist because our Zayda saved them. So out of all the people in the world that should have brought us any kind of bread and water, right, it was them. Basic rejection of Hakaras Atov, Kfuye Tova, they're out of our nation. Chazina Midvar Yesodos Gedolim, Rashis. Adhechan Srichin Lahakir Tov How far does Hakaras Atov go? Because his great 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 grandfather saved my great 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 grandparent, so I still have a karzatov. The Avram he still lot kama meoshana kodem meisaze viafalpikin hayetfia al nechtov shalot shakfui tova. Generations generations later, they didn't have a karzatov, and the opposite, Mitzrayim, ninety nine point nine percent of what they did was terrible. And yet they did point to one percent something for us, maybe even smaller percentage. Misham shasuk sas tova laklai Yisrael, hamida shalakaras atov shaklai sotzuchim leumas mitzrayim, 
Mechayev lahatir Mitzrayim lavobekal Hashem. The opposite. There we need Hakara Satov. And then he even says, the Ode Raya, Shatora Tavas Hakara Satov, Misfarazu, also later in the Parsha. Another Raya where the Torah demands Hakara Satov. He quotes this from Ravdan Segal. The Pasuk says, when I return a security, I borrowed money from someone, I, return, I have to return their security. Hashev Tashivlo Ashavot Kavo Hashemesh. I have to return it for Shachav so and you'll give him back his his security. Over and he'll give you a bracha. So he asks, I'm going to give him back his security, and he's going to say, "Thank you very much. You should be blessed." Why does the Torah have to add that in? Just say, make sure to give it back. The emphasis is that you have to give it back to him. Why does it have to say, If he's Rav Chaim Kenievsky and he's going to give me a bua, okay, then Mela. Then if it says, if you give it back to the God of Ador. But the Torah is talking about Stam and Elove. So And it's not telling me that, oh, every bracha, even if a hedyot, should not be low in your eyes because the Torah brings that from other sources. You gave me something back, I say thank you. I give you a bracha. Even though it's mine, it's mine. It's, 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 it's the security, but you let me money, you give me back the security. Hakara Satov. But then, that we've had in the past, but now he says, but maybe we have to go a little deeper in, again, obvious, but what's underneath the messages of Hakara Satov? The first step of Hakara Satov is lowering myself to recognize that I need others, or especially the other, Capital O, Akarish Baruch Hu. Yesh Lomar. Da Haisod Shalakara Satov, Hu Hachnoa. Shitzorach la Hachnia es Atzmo. Shitzorach la Vo Litova me Acher Lahodoslo. Right, especially at this time of year. We have to think about who, who helps us in our life. We exist because of who? Who helps me in the bigger picture and in the smaller picture? This time of year is not just about saying I'm sorry. It's about saying thank you. And it's about recognizing who helps us in all areas. Omida zuena kala. It's not easy. It's not an easy mida. Elo lemisha margish ba'atzmo she'ein mechaivin lo klum. Falkol rachesen me'acher. We like to think that who? We don't know anybody anything. We are who we are. I'm my own person. I could accomplish. I don't need anybody. I could do it. A Balgaiva will never say thank you. They have to thank me. And that's what we have to recognize. It's anava. It's hachnaa. That's the that's the basis. That's the basis, and that's the Yisodi continues the next paragraph of Chodesh Elul. Chodesh Elul is about recognizing that we need others. Right, we start off next Mosi Shabbos when Ashkenazim joined the Slichas train. Right, we start off Lacha Hashem Atzlaka Velanu Boshes Apanim. Right, we need that mida again. Boshes leads to Boshes also recognizing that I'm not the center. Demiyomar Zachisi Levavi, 
Umitzad Atzmenu. Who says it's, it's going to be a Lahodos? Right, Lahodos. We have to recognize. Right, he says towards the end, he says, every morning we say Moda'ani. Beginning we have Modim. We have Hodul Hashem. We start off in the, in Suki de Zimra. So many times Hoda'a, but that's meant to come out of a feeling of, of Hachna'a. Okay. Moving right along. Says the Torah, many, again, every Pasuk is another uh, mitzvah. How many Mesechtas? How many Prakim and Mesechtas? We have Ribis, we have Nidarim, we have Shvuis, we have Bav Halachis, we have Kiddushin Halachis, everything here. Workers have to be able to eat, and marriage, and divorce, and Shana Rishona. We have everything here. We also have, stuck in, Perach of Dalid, Hishamer benega hatsaras. Lishmar ma'od velasos. Be careful with saras spots. Be careful. <laughs> because you can't just cut off a saras spot. I don't want the, I don't want to become tame. So you know what? I'm just gonna cut it off. It's an isadaraisa. Kasher, and you have to follow what the coin says. Kachasher yiru aschem akonim alviim. Zachor eisa sherasa hashem lakech lemiriam baderech b'tzeischem mimitzrayim. And remember what Hashem did to Miriam. Oh, out of the blue, what is this doing here? Again, we're not talking about the juxtaposition of all these halachas. But it says, the Padak says, remember what Hashem did to Miriam. This is one of the, the Zechiros. One of the Sheh Zechiros. Remember what Hashem did to Miriam. Baderach b'tzeischem mi Mitzrayim when you went out to Mitzrayim. Is this counted as a separate mitzvah say daraisa? That's a good question, the Ramban. But says the Chafetz Chaim. If we're talking about Lashon Hara, there's no... Nowhere else to go besides the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim writes in Shmir Salashen, in Shar HaTavuna. If you look at the Shmir Salashen, the Chavetz Chaim wrote five svarim relating to, he says at the end of his, uh, I think it's Zohar Lemiriam, he writes, he writes, I've written five svarim on, on um, Lashen Hara. Shmir Salashen Chelek Alf, Shmir Salashen Chelek Beis, Sefer Chavetz Chaim, um, Zohar Lemiriam, and there's one more, I forgot. But in Shri Salashan, the first part of Shri Salashan is all about the Chazals, about how this, the stringency of Lashon Hara and the, uh, the, uh, how much we have to be careful. And part two, in Sharatfun, he talks about strategies. Strategies. So here in part two, in Sharatfun, in, in the Paragid base, he just picks up on this Pasuk and he says, what does the Pasuk say? Remember what I did to Miriam in the Midbar when you went out of Mitzrayim? There are four aspects that are emphasized in the Pasik. Zacharas Esasher Asa, Lemiriam, Baderech, Each one of those is, is there to teach me something. <coughs> so you go through each one. Why do we have to know? We know when it happened. Look at Parshas Baloscha. We have to emphasize. Manafka mina lanu imhaya onish acher lo onish saras. And why dafka do we have to know? That it was saras. Vimhaya dovers of lamir lo ush acher. Why dafka does it mention Miriam? It's kind of embarrassing. We know it already. Vimhaya dovers of a bayis of a derech. That it was a baderech, not in the house. Vimhaya dovers of bizman acher. When they went out of Mitzrayim, what's the emphasis? So he says it's a toeles gadola lisbodin mehem. If we think about it, it's a toeles gadola. It's, it's, to think about. Number one. 
It doesn't say if you get if you speak Lashonara, you get a little cold. Saras. Saras is a social disease. So my father likes to quote Rav Shamshim Rafal Hirsch. A social disease that again, it's not a regular disease. It's only when the Kohen declares it. You have to be outside. Yet you're so tame, you're more tame than anybody else. You're outside of all the machanos. It's worse than tame mace. Worse than tumazav. Outside of all the machanos. That's the punishment. Also, remember what happened. Remember the, the onesh. Shenasalav or dibur b'moshe rabbeinu olav hashalom. B'onesh saras. Y'onesh kasha an ma'od. V'yafshar leheirafem imenu. Imloshi yisnai gimo ha'kadosh baruch hu l'malam yiderach ha'teva. How do you get better? Only from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives it to you. Hashem makes you better. Tumasa chamura ad ma'od. Chus l'shalosh machanos. Number one. So remember the stringency. Again, we don't have saras today, but the chumra sa'avera. Number two, line 18. Ulumi asa l'miriam. Shoisa tzadek gedola. Shoisa be'er ola b'schusa. Miriam. Miriam was a tzaddikah. Miriam had the be'er. Miriam was only, only, uh, she was the one that saved Moshe Rabbeinu. She was the one that, that looked out for him. She was talking about her brother who she loved so much. And she endangered herself to save her brother. All she said was, she compared him to the other prophets. She didn't say any anything insulting. Oh, maybe it was by by inference. And she below dibra befanov sheyevosh, and it wasn't in public. It was Miriam, even Miriam, and he didn't even take offense. Wish Moshe on a mo. Nothing helped. So remember what what happened, Saras. To who? Even to Miriam. Even to Miriam. Number three, line twenty-six. Obeiza makam nasalah haonesh baderech. Baderech. It wasn't like it was in private somewhere and Miriam could like stay there for a week by herself. They didn't come to a place and they were there anyway and Miriam got Saras. They were about to leave. So everybody knew. Right, when they went... There's no, there's no privacy there. It was Saras. It was even to Miriam. It was Baderech and Betzeschemi Mitzrayim. What's the significance of that phrase? Betchilas Shana Shniel Betzeschemi Mitzrayim. Vadayin lo nodelakol. Godel turning over Haonesh. How are they supposed to know? It's something that you're supposed to know. It was right when they went out of Mitzrayim. We're not Miriam. We're not talking about Moshe. We're not on the level of uh, Nevuah. We have to recognize, we just shouldn't be talking about other people. We shouldn't be talking about other people. Because that just leads to Lashon that does not end up good. We should focus on, as we've spoken about, ideas and topics and and uh, constructive and positive content to our to our speech. Okay. 
Moving right along in the parsha, says the Torah, we have the section of Malchus. Section of Malchus. Arboim binakos harashif. Someone is chayim Malchus. Towards the end, chafei gimel. Arboim yakena lo Yosef. Forty lashes. Pen Yosef lakosu alela makaraba. You're not allowed to go even more than one. Forty lashes. That's the onesh. And chazal darshin. It doesn't mean forty. It means thirty-nine. Means thirty-nine. The Shemana Tov in the third volume quotes the Gemara and Makis, which we've spoken about before in the current turns of a story with Chaim Ozer. We're not going to repeat that now. But the Gemara says, Amarava, Kamatipshoi Sharinshi. How foolish are people to Kaimi Mikami Sefer Torah lo Makami Gavaraba. How foolish people are that they stand up for a Sefer Torah, but they don't stand up for the rabbis. The rabbis are even greater than the Sefer Torah. Because after all, the Sefer Torah says, How many lashes? Forty lashes. The Rabbanan took away one, they made it 39. So the Rabbanan are even more powerful than the Torah, so to speak. So people stand up for the Sefer Torah, they don't stand up for the Gavar Rabbah. B'Shamati Mesaprim, Shlashem HaTov says he once heard that on one Simcha's Torah in Radin, Haisa Simcha B'Islavas Gedola, there was such Simcha in the Hakafis, V'Adram Mirim Kinesinasa, V'Tamrecha Shlohelo Sefer Torah, there was one Talmud that didn't have a Sefer Torah, he was having a Hakafa, but he was so excited, what did he do? The Heirim is a Chafetz Chaim. B'sam Chola Gemara Anal. He picked up the Chafetz Chaim. Right, a, a, a Rav is even greater than a Sefer Torah. If you pick up a Sefer Torah, I'm assuming it wasn't on his shoulders, right? Maybe a chair. The Gavar Rabba Yosef Chaim. If you let me Sefer Torah, and he started dancing. The Chafetz Chaim says, "I understand. I'm your Rebbe, but please put me down." Avami Kol Mako Masal Laharim Es Adam Yosef Imalaso. But says the Shem then, based on a Ramban, the Ramban says it, but he just adds. The Ramban already points out why 40, 40 lashes, because the person violated something that's written in the Torah that was given to Moshe Rabbeinu in 40 days. The Yosef Bashamayim, that's why Yilka Arbaim. Fine, that's the Ramban, connects it to our Sinai. So now the Shem says, so, but the Ramban went down to 39. So what's the message of that? What's the message? Don't think you're so far gone. And you violated the Torah that was given 40 days. 39. There's still one, there's still one count that you didn't violate. There's still a little space for you to come back. Right, 39, you could come back. And he says, maybe that's the 39 days, Rosh Chodesh Elul, until Erev Yom Kippur. You could come back in the 39. Ultimately, there'll be Yom Kippur and everybody will get Kapara. But the Rabbanan took off one to say as if, like the Rabban says, 40, because you violated the Torah that was given in 40 days, there's a little bit that you didn't violate. The Rabbanan made it that it should be in our heads that we're still okay. There's still a part of us that didn't violate anything <coughs> and we should come back and grab onto that that amount. Okay, and then we have the end of the Parsha. Amalek. Parsha Zohar found here. Zohar is Hashar HaSolach Amalek Baderach Mitzrayim. We have to remember what Amalek did to us. And we have to wipe them out. And the question that's usually spoken about Purim time, 
is what's the uniqueness of Amalek. Out of all the nations of the world, we had another, a number of nations mentioned in the parsha. Okay, Amonimov can't marry in, but we don't have to remember what they did and, and wipe them out. And uh, Mitzri, Adomi, only Amalek. Only Amalek. What's unique about Amalek? Okay, he was the first. Maybe he symbolizes all other nations. They were the first one to attack us. But many explain, I gave it to you from the Draj David, that there was a uniqueness to Amalek, and I would add to all nations in the past thousands of years that follow the creed of Amalek. As we know, the Salvatric family, I don't know if it's from the Beis HaLevi or Abchayim, they talk about biological Amalek and halachic Amalek. There's no more biological Amalek. Bisman Hazer, it's in Sancherev, was Bilba Kol Ha'umos. But there is halachic Amalek. There are those nations that have the din of Amalek. How do you get the din of Amalek? So he has one shot, not for now. But says the Draj David, what's Amalek about? Amalek at root is not interested in destroying the Jews. They're interested in fighting Hashem. Iker, line 12 on the side. Iker, Mulchamto shal Amalek, lo haisa keneged Yisrael. Ela keneged HaKadosh Baruch Hu atzmo kaviyachol. Really, what Amalek is about, it's about fighting God. Kol ha'amim shamu yirgazun, upleshes, edam, umoav, v'yoshek kenan, namogu. Amalek bami mercha, kemizgaber al Hashem. V'lo yare elokim. But the way to get to Hashem is to destroy His people. Because though then there's no representation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. Right? They weren't as foolish as Migdal Bavel. Right? You're not going to fight Hashem. You can fight Hashem's people. Fight the belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And who's the, who's the one that symbolizes that belief? Am Yisrael. B'nai Yisrael are the ones that carry the God flag. So if we could get rid of them, then there's no more flag in the world. And that's the Medrash that Rashi quotes, that right, Emunah was boiling hot in the world, and Amalek came and jumped in, and cooled it off because Amalek's about Emuna. Anti-Emuna. About destroying the belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like Rashi quotes at the end of Beshalach. Ein Hashem Shalem ve'en Kisei Shalem. The name of Hashem is not complete until Amalek is wiped out. What does that mean? Because Amalek is against Hashem. Amalek is not just against, against, against the Jews. And that's what makes him unique. There are many nations that want to get rid of us. But a lot of them believed in God, and a lot of them do it in the name of God. Some do it in the name of Hashem. But Amalek's different. Amalek uses us to get to Akadish Baruch Hu, and that's what we have to remember. Timche Ezecher Amalek. One final thought for the evening in Yonah Diyoma relating to Tshuva. And that is Rabbi Bernstein in his Sefer on Tshuva mentions, he always has amazing titles to the chapters, a little stiffness in the neck area. What is the enemy of tshuva, if we would think about it? We're all trying the enemy of tshuva. So it could be, one might have said, 
lethargic, laziness. Right? There could be many. I don't recognize that I, I need to do tshuva. There are many enemies. But the one that he talks about in this chapter is akshanus. Right? Stubbornness. Stubbornness. In principle, there should be nothing stopping a person from doing tshuva. Most people know what they should be doing. Not everybody. But most of us know we should be benching better. We should be nice, excuse me, nicer to each other. We, there are many things that we should be doing. But it's, but we're too set in our ways to really change. To really move the, move my comfort zone or go out of my comfort zone. Right? We have to try to do what we can to move, to be flexible. Last Shabbos, we mentioned the Rabbeinu Yonah in Shul. Ki ha'adam that man is like a tree. What is a man like a tree? Well, a tree, when a tree is young, it's easy to move, to redirect it. It's just a little sapling. If it's not growing in the right way, once a tree becomes older and thick, try to move the tree. It's impossible. It's not going to move anywhere. It's growing the wrong way. Okay, it's stuck. A person's like a tree. We have to try to move and change direction and get the right direction when we're young. But what happens if we didn't? What happens if we want to change direction? Is it impossible? We're really like the tree? No. Cesare Bernstein, number of the Bali Musser. Zikna and Narus is not about an age. We start saying in Slichas, Al-Tashlicheni Le'es Zikna. Literally, don't cast us off in old age. However, one could translate it differently. It is characteristic of people as they get older that they become more set in their ways. As they are repeated year after year, habits become harder to change. Old age thus represents a mindset, one that it is unwilling to change anything or even admit that anything needs changing. There are some people that are very young that are already zikna. But we have to have the opposite. We have to have the attitude of not being a zakein. And we ask HaKadosh Baruch for help. He says at the end, at the, on the next page, the well-known saying goes, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Tshuva says, you don't have to be an old dog. Tshuva is the art of maintaining a youthful attitude and openness to change. We should all, no matter what age and stage of life we find ourselves, recognize that we could be sapling Jews. We could be young at heart. We could be young in our avoda. There's never a time that... It's too late. We could be flexible. That's what that's what this month is about. Hashem is closer. It's easier to do tshuva this month. Hashem tells us it's easy to do tshuva. Dear Hashem Matzo, He is closer. We hear at that we all capitalize on this opportunity and do what we can as we head into the final stretch of Tavshin Pei Base. Okay, we'll stop here.